As we've studied the life of Joseph with Scott Pauling, we've learned that this study isn't necessarily about Joseph, but instead about the God who was with Joseph, even in the darkest of circumstances. As you look at your own circumstances through the eyes of faith, do you recognize God's presence? Oh, that we could learn to live in the presence of God. Be sure to stay tuned after today's study to learn more about Scott's book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. History to me is, is such a classroom, such an instructor. Someone rightly said the only thing we learn from history is that no one learns from history. There's a lot of truth in that. Psalm 105, where we're studying right now in the life of Joseph, is a historical psalm. And this historical psalm basically has two great themes. It shows us man's failures and God's faithfulness. Isn't that the story of all of our lives? I mean, as you look at your own personal history, wouldn't you say it is filled with your own failures and yet God's faithfulness? Uh, friend, we all have our failures. Uh, Joseph's daddy had his failures. Joseph's brothers had his failures. And though we're not told all that they are, we know that even Joseph must have had his failures too because there's no perfect people and there's no perfect life. And yet, one is faithful, and that is our great God. We're talking from this portion of Scripture about things God uses. We've learned already that God uses difficulty and then that God uses people. But let's add one to it today. Let me read the verses again. See if you can figure out what it is. Beginning in Psalm 105, verse 16, Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Did you hear it? The Bible says, until the time that his word came. Have you ever considered the fact that God not only uses difficult circumstances and God uses unlikely people, but God actually uses time? I've heard people say for years, time will tell, or in time that will be, that will be proven or that will be seen. You see, God works in time. Even when God is silent, God is working. You remember the 400 silent years between Malachi and Matthew, the intertestamental period. There's no open revelation, but God was working behind the scenes. God is always working. In our last study, I closed by pointing out to you that God never wastes anything that's given to him. Well, God never wastes a day. Have you ever wasted a day? I've wasted more than my share. And some days I didn't want to waste, but I felt like they were wasted when they were done. I remember one day when I was, I was sick, uh, not on the road, not traveling, uh, not able really to, to speak, write, think, do much of anything. I was miserable. And I decided to take a little walk outside on our, our farm, and I was walking down the lane, and I just said out loud, out of frustration, what a wasted day. And I will never forget that moment because the Holy Spirit said to me, I never waste a day. And at that moment, it reminded me that even that day that I, I felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything, God was trying to accomplish something in me. You see, even in the waiting, God is working. And time spent waiting on the Lord is never wasted time. God uses time. The Bible uses the word here, time, 
because there was a time that lapsed between him being sold into slavery and him being prime minister of Egypt. There was time that lapsed between him being thrown into prison and coming out two years later. There was time that lapsed even between him becoming prime minister and being restored to his father and to his brothers. There was time. God works in time. Now, here's the wonderful thought. Stay with me just a moment. Don't miss this. This this blows my mind every time I think about it. But God is not in time. Time is in God. God is the eternal God. He's the everlasting God. He's not bound by time. That's how he can see the end from the beginning. Remember in Genesis, he made time. And the Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his time. God holds time in the palm of his hand, and God is working in time to accomplish his purpose. The problem is we're stuck in time. We're stuck in today. Some people are even stuck in yesterday. And they can't see the future, and they don't see how it's going to turn out. But just just rest in this, dear one. There's a time that's coming when God will break through. There's a time when God will speak the word. There's a time when the story will take the turn, and the circumstances will change, and it will be clear. Just wait on God's time. You see, in time, God was preparing Joseph. In that time, God was preparing Egypt. In that time, God was preparing Pharaoh. In that time, God was preparing Israel in a a far-off home country. You see how God was working on all the fronts? So at the right time, it all came together. God is always right on time. One of the things that I've had to learn about the will of God is that God's timing is just as much a part of God's will as God's place is. Uh, Just as surely as the thing is the will of God, the timing is the will of God. And God is never early, and God is never late. Sometimes we get ahead of the Lord, and sometimes we lag behind. God's timing is so much better than ours. He knows exactly what he is doing. And I want to just remind you today, God's preparing you for something, and God's preparing something for you. And when it's right, God will make the divine connection. He knows how to connect the dots much better than we do. Think of Jesus coming into the world. They waited for thousands of years from the first promise of Messiah. And yet Galatians 4.4 4 says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now the time filled up, filled up, filled up, until finally the cup was full. And at that moment, the exact right time, Jesus stepped onto the page of human history. By the way, At the exact right time, the Lord Jesus is going to step out on a cloud and come for all of us. God's timing is known only to God, but God's timing is always right, and God is using this time in your life. Every season God uses to prepare the earth for the next season, and every season of life God is using to prepare you for the next season of life. You know, through Scripture, there are several places where the Bible says, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Have you ever pondered that phrase, the times and the seasons? I say it two different ways because they're not the same thing. Time is linear. That's how we live. We mark time. We mark time by birthdays and anniversaries and special events. We're living in time. We had a a moment where we came into this world and a moment where we'll leave this world. We live on that line of time. But God is not bound by time. God is the God of seasons. What's the difference? If time is linear, seasons are cyclical. Do you see the cycles of life? Here's the thing. You may know where you are in time today, but only God knows what season you're in. 
You may know where you are in time, but you do not fully understand all of God's seasons, but rest in this. God does. And when the time is right, God will make his way plain. Psalm 105, verse number 19, until the time that his word came. Can I just recommend to you today that until the time that the word comes, the circumstances change and it's all clear, until that time you keep trusting God, you keep obeying God, and you keep living every day in the presence of God. As believers, we long for the day that we see the Lord and forever will be in His presence in heaven. But friend, you and I do not have to wait until then to live in the presence of God. In Joseph's life, we are reminded that the Lord desires that we stay in His presence throughout each day and in every circumstance. This was the open secret of Joseph's life. Scott has a tremendous resource that will equip you to live in God's presence. His book on the life of Joseph entitled, The Lord Was With Joseph. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org forward slash Joseph to download the free digital book, access the audio book, or purchase the hard copy version. Our prayer is that this will inspire your daily walk with the Lord.